Hey everybody, Larry Powell here and welcome to Studio HFL. Glad you're here today. Today's interview is from a live event I did with Trent Austin, January 11th, 2021. You're also going to be able to find the full video version of this on the Studio HFL YouTube channel. And while you're there, you should go ahead and subscribe. I'd also encourage you to visit the Apple Podcast and leave a star rating and a review. Those definitely help to elevate the visibility of this show. And you can also follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Studio HFL. If you really want to keep up on releases and get a heads up on other news, you can subscribe to the newsletter at StudioHFL.com. And here is a shout out to my Patreon patrons for their generous contributions to this show. Your support shows me that there is real value to this work that I'm doing, and it's an encouragement financially and an inspiration to strive to deliver a high quality product. If you would like to be Part of the Studio HFL community, please visit patreon.com slash studio HFL. There are four tiers of support from which you can choose, each with benefits for becoming a subscriber. Now a little bit about my sponsors for this show. Brass players can be kind of picky when it comes to cases, perhaps even more so than other musicians. If you have an idea for a custom case, then Messina Covers has your solution for completely custom case designs, even down to a wide variety of color schemes. Don't forget about options for mouthpiece pouches or pretty much anything you'd want to keep protected in a custom case. Check them out at messinacovers.net. If you're looking for excellence in trumpets, trombones, horns, and tubas, you need look no further than the Eastman Music Company. And SE Shires offers a complete line of brass instruments from the beginner all the way up to the professional. And you know, they are definitely invested in creating a quality product when the Doc Severinsen help design Eastman's beginner trumpet model. You can find out more at eastmanwins.com and seshires.com. Pickett Blackburn has established themselves as a top-tier resource for trumpet players. If you haven't had a chance yet to try any mouthpieces available through Pickett or the incredible line of Blackburn trumpets, you should check them out at pickettblackburn.com. Now let's go ahead to the interview with Trent Austin. Hey everybody, Larry Powell here, your host for Studio HFL, and uh, this is my first live event. This is kind of fun. This is something I've I've been looking forward to, and of course, I had to use Trent as my guinea pig to, to go live. So, uh, is there a more willing subject out there? I don't know, <laughs> but uh, you know, for those of you who are going to join us tonight, I'm uh, really glad you're here. Uh, and for those of you who have been a, a fan of the podcast, have been listening to interviews, thank you so much uh, for doing that. I've got, uh, you know, I think 80, 86, number 87 is coming out tomorrow, and I've got 144 uh, completed. So we we got 2021 covered <laughs> and a little bit into 22. But uh, yeah, and uh, so... Welcome, everybody. And uh, first, I want to say uh, thanks to Trent Austin for joining me here tonight. Trent, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm 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 delighted to be your first guinea pig. So yeah, well, you know, I, what could possibly go wrong in something like this, right? <laughs> and you know what I've learned is it's okay if something goes wrong. It's not the end of the world, yeah. right? I mean, we're having fun, right? You know, we're and we're putting some uh, sometimes uh, useful information out there, and sometimes totally useless. <laughs> so, uh, so I want to tell people uh, kind of how I met you, and I'm going to start this by saying, you know how when you buy a new car, all of a sudden you notice everybody else that has that same model, right? Right. Okay. So, that was the 2017 ITG, Hershey, nice. Pennsylvania. Hershey, Pennsylvania, chocolate in the room. And um, Thomas oh. Gotch, 
you know, I mean, he packed the room that night. I mean, that was kind of the, one of the big draws for that conference. And I'm sitting there in the front row, second row. Um, okay. And, you know, I don't know how far into the, the concert. But all of a sudden, uh, Thomas welcomes out Trent Austin. And I'm like, who the heck is this guy, right? And, okay, so this is the, the, the relevance to the new car. It's like, okay, so now I see who you are. And then I see you everywhere. It's like, oh, my gosh, you're all over <laughs> social media. It's like, you know, everybody is like, well, what have I been missing all these years, you know? And it's, so I start Not to find out. Yeah, I know. Actually, quite a bit, right? So, you know, I, I start to follow you, of course, on, on Facebook and other social media. And, and now social media is the vehicle that everybody sees you on, Right. Right. Uh, yeah. But, it, you know, going back to that performance in Hershey, watching you come up on stage, I mean, you truly looked like a kid in a candy shop walking up there. And I don't even remember the tune you guys played, but you guys just. There's no business it. like show business. And, and you know, I could, I mean. I, I think it's awesome, first and foremost, that you that you mentioned Tomas Gonch, who's one of my friends. And also, I'll tell you a little story about Tomas and how he basically got me to love playing trumpet again. Because like everybody else, we go through times where we're super happy about playing trumpet. <laughs> and there are times where, you know, you don't necessarily want to do it. But um, I'll talk about that later. But I do know, like, I... That was a little petrifying because <laughs> he had just played an incredible concert and I was the last person. He's like, hey, this is going to close the concert. Um, I didn't really know the tune. Oops. Uh, and he did this like huge play up. And I'm like, and then we go on and play this tune like it was like, well, hold on for dear life. Right. Super fun. After that, I was really bummed about my playing after that performance, that tune. And I was kind of like, mm. he comes over afterwards and he goes, if somebody comes up to you and you might think you had a terrible performance, just say thank you. Because if you think, if you're sulking after that and they're like, wow, that was so amazing. That was so incredible. And you're like Mr. Downer, that's going to like turn them off. And I was like, no one's really told me that. It's one of these like quick, beautiful life lessons that you could be having the worst chop day in your life, but that might be the best chop day in someone else's life. Why are you going instantly going, eh, you know, I could have played better or, or I missed that second chord on the bridge or, you know, I, I was a little sharp or you know, that's how we get into our heads this way. And it's, you have to take that step back. He goes, just say, thank you. I mean, and how how simple is that? So, first and foremost, thank you for having me. I mean, but um, and you know, I had a similar experience with Tomas. Um, I want to say like 2012, 2013. I had been running my shop, and it was like crazy busy. And I was thinking about like just stopping to play for a while. And I was playing with him, and we were like having you know these concerts, and it was just him and I, and. I was not in a good place. I was like dark and sour. And he, he comes over and he goes, what's wrong with you? And I goes, ah, I'm not really having much fun. He said this to me, and this is my first tidbit for anybody who's out there, especially during COVID times, who might be struggling playing a little bit. He goes, 
don't you remember how much fun it was when you were a kid, when you picked up your horn and played? And I was like, hmm, okay. That, that moment, that single moment, that single sentence changed everything for me. And now, I mean, I'm, maybe it's to my detriment. Every time I pick up my horn, I have so much fun. Okay. And that's a joy. Well, okay. So that brings me to a comment that you made. Uh, I think mm -hmm. it might have been on, on uh, Instagram or Facebook earlier today. And you said, you know, something about lots of smiles. Smiling is my favorite. Of course, that's a tribute to Elf, right? Yes, sir. And, and okay, so I actually put that on here to remind myself. But that's that's the next thing is you see that and you're playing. I mean, even okay. when you're doing a, an instrument comparison, you know, you're doing one of your shot videos where you're doing mm. horn A and horn B, right? And I mean, you've got this look on your face like, can you believe I get to do this, right? Yeah, but that's, and, that is the case. Right? Yeah, you know, right? and I think it, that comes through and it, it's, the, yeah. you, you can't fake, you can't fake that. You know, that kind of sincerity, I think, right. which, which is what makes great artists, great performers, great is that ability yeah. to, that, because people see that sincereness or sincerity that, and then there's a connection, right? Thomas, Thomas is like the quintessential example of that. Yeah. Um, and my hero, Clark Terry, was exactly that. That's why I, you know, I remember seeing Clark and Oscar Peterson play once together live. And it was like these guys, I mean, they had gone way back and they were both in not such great health. Mm. But they both played their absolute tails off. But the biggest thing is men, you could not stop smiling when you were at that concert. Uh, and I think that's one of the joys that music can bring, especially during times where we can't go out and play for people. You need to have figure out a way in your own world, in your own space to, to play with that joy. And for, for a lot of us, that's a challenge right now because our ensembles aren't playing. I haven't played with live musicians I don't know. Uh, we had a couple. We had a couple um, driveway concerts here at the mm -hmm. house, mm -hmm. um, but that was it. And I think the last one was late August, and all of my tech was failing that night, and everything I was trying to do was like just like exploding. So of course I wasn't thinking about playing music. I was thinking, man, why is the stream not working? I I ran my hundred foot Ethernet cord out. Oh man, it was like crazy, um, but. Uh, we still need to find where, where, you know, like there's this, there's the head, and the head gets in the way, but there's also, where's this, the heart of like playing. If I didn't have my instrument, Larry, I don't know. I mean, honestly, because we're, we're cooped up and we're locked into this space and, you know, I, you, sometimes I just pick up my horn and I scream through my horn. It's okay. You're, you're, your exploding beauty or sometimes terror through your instrument, but it, but it sure beats, it sure beats going online and then just freaking out or, you know, you know, like freaking out to your family member, whatever. Yeah. But we have to find that place. And I was like, I'm Thomas. I tell him every time I see him, you know, like he changed my life by saying one sentence. Hmm. So everybody has that power and potential. And he put 
he just knew how to put someone in, in a space where then they could succeed, be positive people. So, and you know, yeah. going back to that, uh, the driveway concert where you said, you know, your tech was failing you and this and this and this, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So uh, this is probably 15, 20 years ago, my brass quintet, uh, which that one doesn't exist anymore. You know how that goes, but yeah. we drove from here in Indianapolis. We drove three hours North to Warsaw, Indiana to do a park concert. And so we loaded up and carpooled up and we get up there and my tuba player goes, now this is before computers and PDFs and everything, right? My tuba player goes, uh, I left my music in my truck. And, you know, he's like this vein in my forehead was, was you know, was popping out and I, I was, I was livid. And, and I would say if, if that were to happen now, I, I, I'm more in control these days, but I was not in control that day. But, you know, what am I going to do? There's no right. access to, to, Dropbox or anything, Google Drive. Right. So he goes, you know what? We still can, we continue to set up. He goes, I'm just going to, I think I can re remember a lot. I'm going to play the trombone part down an octave. So we play the concert. I'm panicking the whole time. We finish the concert and people right. come up and go, that was fantastic. You guys sounded great. And I'm like, right. you know, of course, I'm still kind of furious on the inside, but you know, now I can look back at that and realize just like you know you and your driveway concert that it doesn't matter right i mean right. people aren't aren't clued into the same thing we're clued into on stage sometimes and yeah you know it takes it takes a lot to get over that with you you know somebody like thomas gotch saying something you know my wife is actually the one who told me to say thank you yes <laughs> you know and, some and, of the and, most and, important and, things yeah be you there's that line. I love this line. It's I think it was in a Winton video um, where some kid walks up to him and goes, hey, Winton, I heard you missed the high E flat on the hide. And, you know, of course, he's playing E flat trumpet. And he was playing a B flat, but we won't go there. Right. Sure. But, it's, you know, some hotshot young kid. I mean, we all were there. I'm still, a, you know, hotshot young kid in my head, unfortunately. And he said this. And I love this. He goes, yeah, kid, you heard it, but I felt it. Oh. Another, I mean, it's wow. hip because he said, I mean, he said it in a way where like a hip, hip person would go, he just went, you know, drop the mic on him. But the kid was like, oh, okay, whatever. But he had gotten the experience to get to the point where he was the person on the stage. Hmm. He was the person who was playing, get on stage and do it. It's like, we, you know, I can't tell you how many people um you know tend to be negative towards like great musicians for instance there's a lot of trumpet players and sorry if you're out there trumpet players um who bag on chris Bodie. and i'm like how could you bag on chris Bodie? he 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 plays exactly the music he wants to play he lives an unbelievably cool life because he's been playing the music that he wants at the highest level he has incredible musicians I, the musicians he plays with are ridiculous so what he doesn't play you know joe henderson tunes or like doesn't play you know the barrio sequenza or whatever you you want someone to be he's doing exactly what he wants to be and i i'm like wow that's that's power and that's and it's also he's an incredible spokesman for our instrument I remember seeing, I've gone to two or three concerts of his, and he always waits off stage 
and talks to any single person who wants to talk to him. Nice. He doesn't have to do that. I've seen other musicians that literally have the car warming up. They hit the downbeat, the last note, and they're in the car 30 seconds later. You know, Winton's like that, though. I mean, he, he'll stay and talk to everybody. He'll give trumpet lessons. These are great statesmen for our instruments. We were talking before the camera was rolling about Doc. And come on, is there a better statesman than Doc Severinsen? I mean, oh. Yeah. Uh, so I talked to Doc this afternoon. And, yeah, I did. I, I actually I called to talk to Kathy, and and Doc yeah. said, Doc said I accidentally picked up Kathy's phone. So I said, well, you know what? I'll talk to you for a couple of minutes. <laughs> you know, what am I going to say? I don't want to talk to you, <laughs> right? So we chatted. Right. We chatted for a little yeah. bit, and he goes, "Hey, Larry, how's your lip?" And I said, "That's yeah, pretty good." Doc, how's yours? He goes, "Well, it's kind of it's getting there." You know, he goes, "I'm I just started this new warm up. I just started doing the Tebow warm up." Oh, okay. I mean, ninety three years old starting awesome. a new warm-up and he goes you know larry i've thought about just putting the horn in the case and never open it up and again open it up again he goes right. but i can't do it can't i just do can't it. do it and you know he i mean he is 93 years young truly i mean that is the best way to say that he is the youngest 93 year old you'll ever meet but what a great attitude right and yeah. and another, attitude. another great ambassador uh, for the trumpet, absolutely. You know, you mentioned, you mentioned yeah. Chris Bodie. I went to one of his yeah. concerts. Yeah. And and I tell you what, if I could fit into some leather pants like he does, you know, I, I would play his kind of, the, that music, not his kind. I mean, it was yeah. great. It was a great show. He sold yeah. it. That, it it's, it's like yeah. Byron Stripling, who somebody oh, who can walk damn. out on stage and have people in the palm of his hand from the get-go, yeah. right? Yeah. We forget, I think that this is also a big thing, that a lot of us, we're so into our craft and, and doing the things that we need to do to make a high level musical product. You know, we have to have this thing taken care of. So that's take, that, you know, that goes without saying. That we forget that our primary, the primary reason that most people go to those concerts is to be entertained. And if we don't understand that we are entertainers as much as we are as musicians, that's gonna really hinder the success of anybody who's trying to actually make a career in such a tiny little teeny weeny itsy bitsy world of performing arts, especially now there's no performing arts. If you can't entertain and you can't yeah. you can't laugh at yourself, you can't make people smile, you can't you know invoke an emotional response to whatever you're playing. It could be anger at school too. You know, I remember going to hear you know there's a group in Boston for years called the Fringe. They were super free jazz, like super free, like what? But it most people would who would go to it be like, I can't, I can't, like. Couple times I would go and I'd get so angry because their music was so angry at the first the time that I was listening, I would have to get up and leave. And I'm like, that's 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 power. I'm that's really like, okay, what are you trying to say? Like the first scene in Pretty Woman, they're walking down the street, Pretty Woman, uh, and there's a guy saying, "What's your dream?" Everybody comes to L.A. has a dream. What's your dream? But what's what are you trying? You're picking up your horn and playing. What are you trying to say? 
you know, because we've heard the Aratunian. You know, we've heard we've heard Joy Spring, we've heard all blues, we've heard West End blues, surely enough. What are you trying to say? If you don't understand that point right there, whew, you know, insurance you know, might be a good option. Okay, I want to go back. The West End Blues, right? Remember when yes, all sir. this stuff hit, and yep. I forget the name of the Facebook page, right? It was Bud Not Corona or whatever who was having this daily challenge, right? Yep. That was that yep. was one of the first pieces, right? God bless. Yep. Todd Stoll, God Todd bless Stoll every person. God bless every person that took the risk to stand up there and play mm -hmm. them. I didn't have the guts. I still don't have the guts to do, to stand up. And, you but should. you know what? And but there were there were people in the comments taking all kinds of flack about this, and I'm thinking, you know what? They took a risk, and I, I mean, I, did, I I don't remember handing you a, a an adjudicator checklist. I don't remember handing you in, a score and saying, you know, mm. let's let's critique this. I mean, where's the, the? I think we've lost some of that objectivity, right? With that's kind of ah, what you're saying with these performances. We can go down a deep dark path by what you just <laughs> said because the world is now opened up this cloak of anonymity where anybody can say anything about anybody yeah. else and here's my thought on this because i i did stupid things when i was young said stupid things about people i won't mention who and then eventually i stood on stage with them and boy they gave me a lesson like you would never and they were just looking at me the whole time and flames shooting out of their bell right at me and i'm like <laughs> Yeah, I get it. But now you could have so many fake user accounts or whatever, they could just go online. I mean, trollers troll me every day. In some ways, I, I in most ways now, I take it as a compliment. Fine. Thanks. You just wasted your time. And the most precious commodity that you have on this earth right now is your time. Thank you for everybody who's watching, by the way. Uh, giving absolutely but yeah it, but it's totally true i mean they could do anything else i mean the national championships on either like things like this you know but you're going to waste your time by trolling someone to give yourself what 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 does that do what does that do for you as opposed to like you could have taken that time and practiced clark studies and got you raised your own personal level on the instrument i don't know Two paths. Which way would you choose? Well, you know, and I think I would agree with being younger and immature, right? And ignorant in the sense not of being dumb, but just not knowing, right? Yes. And, you know, thank goodness that some of us uh, learn <laughs> and adjust, right, or adapt. But, you know, I, I'm embarrassed to things that I've said and done in, in the past. And Nobody's perfect. No, nobody's no. Perfect. Nobody's nobody's above, beyond what I just said. But the quicker we we all and like I'm the biggest at fault at this. You know, like I have to I have to remind myself every day. You know, like if you were like when you're sitting down writing a comment, you have to say, would you want to read that comment I'm writing? Mm. And how, and not only would you want to read it, because it can be constructive. I'm totally into constructive, you know, criticism. It helps me improve. Not only could it be, you know, this, this, the studio that I use for a lot of my videos, but the gear that I'm using, the tech, 
all these things. I've, I've had people rip every aspect of that apart. Cool. Thanks. Um, eventually, you know, it's still a work in progress, like anything else in life. That's cool. But if you're writing that comment and you're posting that negativity, what do you get out of it? That's a simple, that's a simple question. If it gives you joy, cool. I, I'd rather do pretty much anything else to give myself joy than that. <laughs> you know, it, people say that uh, that criticism comes uh, to either distract from our own inadequacies, our own faults, right? So we, we try to point those out in others so that people don't, right. or we don't even notice uh, what's going on ourselves. This, this, I tell you what, yeah. this is not what I had planned to talk about tonight, but I mean, this is, this Sorry, is still- Sorry, you knew no, I no, would no. go- But, tangent, this, is, but this is still, I mean, this is great conversation because this is, I think, valuable, especially in this digital age where, you know, we've right. got this comment stream going over here, which, you know, I'm going to have to adjust, uh, you know, for, for the rest of the week's events. But, oh, I see comments. But the, and I there's some, some comments. There's I'm some sorry, legit, I've been ignoring you. That's okay. There's some legit, legit ones in there. Um, Don't click any links. I, yeah, please. I will. Uh, good. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. And anybody out there who's listening, uh, don't click on any, uh, any other links inside that. Um, uh, oh my gosh, you know, I, I'm looking at my my agenda, what I was going to talk about tonight. And it's yes. like, uh, it would be Sorry, silly. No, no, it's I great. I, everything. I, I deal everything. It's like I my job. I wouldn't change a thing, Trent. Not a thing. So, okay, so. Uh, maybe we ahead. can get to hit some of these comments. I, I don't know if we can scroll through them. Um, I'm sorry if I missed them. No, no, it's it's okay. And uh, it, let, let me just ask a few more questions here. Sure. Um, there, there are a couple of things. Uh, we've already talked about your social media presence. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, and I am just going to comment on this again. You have such a, such a natural ability to stand in front of that camera. And, you know, it's for me, like, uh, like I said, this is our first time I've done something live. Mm. When I'm doing an interview, I can think, oh, I can edit and post, you know, I can take my time to, uh, to, pause and stumble and yeah uh, 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 and I can I don't have to worry about that but right now I'm thinking oh I'm a little nervous about <laughs> what may or may not doing, come out I'll tell you I'm gonna give you a compliment because when you interviewed me well you have months ago yeah right the growth that I am experiencing with you on a conversational level maybe we know each other a little bit better there's something yeah. that to be said about that as well I, I, I get that but it's 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 free flowing, mm. but I and I but I remembered how great of an interview that was and how great you did as an interviewer because that's not easy to do because you could get you start your interview and someone's just like <laughs> yeah I'm not having yeah. any of that <laughs> that that's that's rough so that's like you know you get on stage and you start playing and the rest of the band doesn't come in with you right. you know you're like. Oh, well. But you know what? But that's that's something I enjoy doing. I enjoy uh, what is it they say in interrogation or and not interrogation in, in negotiations, right? Um, the first person to speak loses, right? So if <laughs> I I'm going to if, if I'm going to ask a question and there's a pause, I'm going to wait. But see, I just lost myself because now I have to I have to fill that space, right? But right. and and that's something I think 
all you have to do is give somebody an opportunity to start. And then, you know, that's, that's something I've enjoyed about the interviews is just sitting there going, Oh, this is, this is so much fun. Are you kidding me? And and then you just follow. Yeah. And you're going, you're you're going with the, the flow of things. It's, it is conversation. I mean, as an improvising musician, uh, you know, who primarily plays, you know, black American music, jazz, whatever you want to call it that's conversation is that that's the thing and that is it um unfortunately for me i'm doing what i'm doing now is when i play i do the same thing but so jennifer kretschman by the way that's that's a non-trumpet player commenting my dear friend jen kretschman from new orleans she's a saints fan so who dat Um, jennifer thanks for joining us hey right above that david wolf david is a former student of mine and he awesome. owns he owns an ACB piccolo trumpet, which I played. He brought it to me and said, hey, try this. And awesome. uh, that was a nice piccolo trumpet. You know, yeah. David made a good purchase there. So um, and, and he, he didn't pay me to say that, by the way. Uh, oh, well, I, I'll the checks in the mail for me, but <laughs> just don't cash it. Yeah. So, yeah, OK. Um, okay. Stated 2075. <laughs> um, I won't be here. Yeah. You never know, man. You're taking yeah. great, you know, man, you are a serious inspiration, man. You, you are taking such great care of yourself. I mean, oh. and it, that is such an infectious thing for people to see. And, you know, you're an example for all of us to like, Hey, you know, every day you can refresh and restart and, and work on yourself being better, you know, being a better, you know, and that yeah. can be in any regard. I mean, it doesn't have to be on that. So yeah. It could be on the bike. It could be, you know, a multitude of things. So, you know, slow well, I, miles I, are better than no miles. Well, you know so. what? I, I was thinking, I remember the very first time I ever went to a gym on a, on a treadmill. This was 10 or so years ago. And I'm mm-hmm. doing two miles an hour. And the guy next to me is, you know, doing a six mile uh, sure. pace. And I'm thinking, you know, we're, we're both still side by side, you know, but we were on the treadmill for the same amount of time. It's like, I, yeah. I still got a good workout, you know? And, yeah. Uh, so it's funny that you you say that, but I bet there's a you, parallel with trumpet and practice. In well, there it's, too. Music is, you're talking about what you just said can be absolutely perfectly paralleled in a musical context because, you know, you hear a great inspiring musician. You hear someone that, you know, if you haven't had the chance to hear, hear someone like, like Thomas play, or Sergei Nikaryakov, or, you know, Winton, one of these, one of the true elites, I'll say, you know, top tens, or Hokan play live. When you hear them, you can take it two different ways. And I'll tell you two different ways that happened to me. I, you know, like, you could take it the first way, it was like, I'm done. <laughs> here, here, cash me out, I'm out. The second, the, the second, and that's, that's, but that's part of our fragility of being a musician um, that we have to get over. The second way is you go, that's the level. Do you, maybe you'll never get to that level. Maybe you'll get to a different level. Just, you know, like Hokan, I remember going, I remember flying down to see Hokan play in Cincinnati. You know, I was living in Boston, but Hokan, the best trumpet player in the world. And he doesn't come to the US that much. Now he comes a little bit more often, but, or he did at the time. Mm-hmm. And he played like the Tamburg and he played the Pert, you know, like things that not, that's not my jam. Um, but I remember hearing him 
And I was like, man, that's, that's the level. I mean, it was incredible. Every aspect was incredible. And then he played as an encore, My Funny Valentine. And I was like, okay, that's hip. You know, I mean, it was, it was cute, you know, like, it, but as a, as a improvising musician, I was like, okay. But then someone hears me play the timbre, they'll go, oh, that's cute. But, you know, but that's the <laughs> cool thing about it is that we all have these things that we're working on and we all have the levels here. This is you today and tomorrow. That's all you want to do is just be like right at this. And if it goes down for a while, cool. You know, I've had these, these revelations where, you know, do I want to be the brass junkies? Do I want to be the other side of the bell? Do I want to be, be you? I want to be me. And, and that was a realization yeah. early on. And Andrew Hitz and I have had conversations, uh, yep. you know, over the internet and over the phone and what a, what a great guy. I and, play with him and, and I am on a Brass Junkies podcast. Yeah. Shout out to Andrew. I love him, you know. I, well, he's great. Yeah. And, you know, and Absolutely. the thing is, he's not selfish. I mean, look at what he's yeah. doing, sharing all of that. It's not just the the podcast, but the entrepreneur, yeah. entrepreneurial yeah. musician. I can't say that word. And, and all the other things that he's doing. I mean, this is, yeah. that's another way to share, right? And I know we're sidetracking a little bit, but you talk about yeah. being yourself, right? I mean, uh, Sergey playing... Uh, funny Valentine, you know, he might, he might do it, but it might sound like a Brahms uh, or, or a Schubert song yeah. cycle piece, but you know what? It's, it's going to be his interpretation. And it I don't, will, I don't sound think killing no matter what. Exactly. Because, right. You know, it's Pavarotti singing with Brian Adams, right? Mm. That if Jenna is still on the podcast, she's laughing her ass off, I hope, because uh, we have running jokes, you know, Pavarotti sold himself out. He still sounded like Pavarotti. You know, it's just, unfortunately, the people with him, you know, when, you know, it's him, when Pavarotti's singing, it's a man's man's world. That was a little awkward, but, but it, but when James Brown was singing next to him, it was pretty badass. So, yeah, um, you, you mentioned combinations. I want to sidetrack for a second. Uh, yeah. uh, Lady Gaga and Tony Bennett. Have you, yeah. have you seen or heard that? Of course. Yeah. And, and it's killing. And, <laughs> and because, because true artistry will rise above anything else. And people think of Gaga as being this, I mean, early on, they thought her, of her being a f sort of freaky, you know, like that sort of thing. Um, maybe similar to like when Cindy Lauper was on the scene or, you know, like these things, like almost sensationalist in some ways. She is a hell of a musician. Absolutely. Absolutely. That, that, and that's, but like I mentioned at the beginning, her primary mission She's an entertainer. Justin Timberlake, same thing. Incredible musician, incredible artist, puts on ridiculously incredible concert. Um, that's, I mean, people leave. That's why he's so popular. Do you think these people are not popular because they, they have zero talent? They might not be the most musically satisfying, you know, that you, that you listen to, but that's because maybe your taste in music is different. Just like if you are vegetarian, you're not going to go to Ruth's Chris and have dinner. And it's like the salad's great. That is pretty good. So, <laughs> you know, but but I'm a wedge salad guy, so that's not gonna work. Right. You know, with blue cheese and bacon. Okay, I better stop talking about food. But it really is the case where it's like we have to see the artist art for art's sake. You go into a museum, you like, well, I like Rembrandt. That's cool. I like Jackson Pollock. Um, okay. I mean, 
You have completely different taste. Who's right? It, Who's wouldn't right? it be wouldn't it be interesting to have Rembrandt take a look at a at a Pollock painting? Yeah. I mean, Pollock obviously had the opportunity to look at at the the artist, yes. the great artist. But I mean, can you imagine? Or if Beethoven were to listen to uh, uh, Tony Bennett or Lady Gaga yeah. or, or Clark yeah. Terry or Colt Wright, I mean. Yeah. Uh, I mean, of course, that's just, you could only speculate on that, but it's, it is a good thing to think about. And, you know, when Al Gore even... creates the time machine, you know, <laughs> he created the internet. So when he creates the time travel, then we'll, you know, it's Bill and, and Ted's excellent adventure. All of a sudden, beef oven is back and look what happens. So yes. should we hit some questions? I'm sorry. I keep, yeah. I keep... uh, let's see. What do we got over here? Uh, I do like some of these comments. Uh, oh, David mentioned that he played the uh, Vivalda Gloria on your piccolo trumpet. Oh, and I heard that recording. Part. He did, he did a great job on that. Vivalda uh, Gloria, like in between, it's like almost, it's kind of like a, it's like an, an F trumpet part. You know, it's not really a, you know, it's not really a piccolo yeah. part. It's not a D trumpet part. Okay, sorry. Going on. Uh, so let's see. Well, you're going to have some people argue, say it only should be played on natural trumpet, right? Yes. Yeah. So, oh, and and I I like my automobile. So I could, you know, like walk every place in the world, but I prefer driving in a vehicle. So I'm going to take advantage of modern technology. Right. Uh, you know, it's, it, it's the same. Hey, it's the same as this where you have, hold on bunch of vintage trumpets, yay, versus a modern trumpet, which is better. Mm, that what's better, you know, Pollock or Rembrandt. You get back into that conversation. So what if you had one on each wall? What if you just appreciated both? Right? I'm, try I'm trying to, 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 you know, what if you had one on each wall? You're pretty hip. You know, that's, you know, that's you're also not a trumpet player because if you can afford either one of those, uh, you, yeah, you're right. You're definitely not a, not a trumpet player, right? So, uh, can you see any of the the comments over there? I'm I'm having a hard time well, navigating I, this on my end. So, yeah, let me see. So, I I'm, we're sorry we've missed them. So we're just um, you know, some people are you know asking for song requests, but this is not live noodles. Um, although I'm happy to play. This is you yeah, know, and you know what? Along that um, line, I think that is one of the most fun things uh, about listening to you, especially. When, you, when you're doing a side-by-side -side comparison of horns, I enjoy yeah. not just the comparison, but I'm, I'm like, that, that's a great tune, you know? And you're just, I, like the one I watched this morning, that was the, uh, the Airflow cornet. Yeah, that's a weird horn, yeah. Right, but you were Super playing cool. something and, and you were circular breathing through that too. I caught that, you know, and, I, I'm, and I'm listening to it and I'm thinking, this, this is pretty cool, you know? Listen, it... I see a comment and Andrew David has, I appreciate that, but it's, you know, we still play oh, a comment. musical instrument, you know, you, still, you know, um, regarding horns, I've heard you sound like you no matter what, but how do you choose? Uh, you don't want to ask that question. So lately I've actually stuck to one horn and one mouthpiece, which that that's, that's been my new thing. Like new year, new me, new year, new me. Uh, happy new gear. Um, I'm trying to play one horn and really learn how that horn plays. Um, back to that comment, like you sound like you, Arturo did a wonderful clinic. I can't remember when. It was a long time ago. The first time I, I think I met Arturo. So oof, maybe two, mid 2000s. No, no, actually, no, no, no. 
gosh, I'm old, 90s, uh, mid 1990s, uh, I saw him do a clinic and some kids like, well, you sound like you because you have this fancy trumpet. And he, you know, Arturo, right? He goes, he grabs the kid's student trumpet, opens the case. He goes, what do you play for a mouthpiece? He goes, seventh seat, puts it in, just like the horn starts disintegrating because it's Arturo. And it's like, so awesome. The kid's like, he's almost shaking. He's like crying, but also like, I can't believe my trumpet does that. And Arturo gives the horn back and he goes, he's not the horn, he's you. And as a salesperson who owns a brass store, that's not the best way of, of saying things, but it, my job in what I do is finding that horn for you. That's it. That's it. That's, it's, not to, it's not to get you into the shiny clear coat undercarriage, that thing. That, and in many ways, we, you know, before we don't have customers coming in right now because of COVID and I have to keep my employees safe as well as people who come into my shop. I've got to keep them safe until, until we know, you know, until everybody's vaccinated and we right. get through this, then we'll reopen. And it's terrible for my business, but I have to do this because I would not want, oh, oh, just thinking about getting someone sick because they came to try out a trumpet. Right. But we can chip stuff and we do. And fortunately people are doing that, but you know, back when we had appointments, we'd hear people play and it was very clear that they sounded better on what they had. We'd say, hey man, you, if you wanna buy that, that's cool, but you sound better on that. You know, but it, you talk about the example with Arturo, right? I mean, you could, you Trent could pick up any horn and sound like whatever you wanted to. And really it doesn't come down to the horn as much as it comes down to your concept of sound, right? Of what you want to sound like. If you if you don't know what you want to sound like, I mean, if you don't know what you're going to say, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. You're going to play. What is this horn? plastic trumpet yeah which sounds plastic i'm not going to deny that no it doesn't it's super light but it makes a great wall decoration what happens when you play a piece of gear that is substandard and we this is what where we really are serious about getting someone into something that's at least you know let's use a car analogy that is a yugo Good old Hugo, if you guys all remember Hugo's, right. then, then we're dating uh, ourselves. But yep. this is a Maserati, okay? This is a Cadillac. Uh, and it's a, the thing about it is I'm very passionate about finding something that works. And it doesn't matter what the price is. It could be $1,000, it could be 10000 it could be a million dollars. It doesn't matter to me. It's the thing about I when I play that, I can blame that. I can blame that. <laughs> I have full <laughs> power. The valves don't work. There's no compression. It's plastic. When I play this, um, I really don't. I don't have any excuses. You know, there's a there's a term in the tech world. There's not a problem in the computer. There's a problem in the chair. So you know, when it, when it comes to gear. 
our mission at the shop is to understand where someone's coming from. You know, talking to, to one of our guys and really digging fairly deep into, you know, seeing what you want, what you want to achieve. No horn, if you listen right now, no horn plays itself. We've tried to make stuff that plays as well as we can, but we still need the human interface. Unless you're Toyota, who has the trumpet playing robot, but um, you know. But you know what? But the, it's the same thing comes out every single time. There's no yeah. variance, right? Yeah. I mean, of course. It, it, it's just like you plug. There used to be a program, and I remember when at the beginning of like you're improvising and there were like the Jamie Abersall play along series, the, the records that led to cassettes, which were led, led to compact discs. Okay. But then there were, there was this computer program called band in a box. I don't yeah. know if you remember band in a box yeah, I do. and there was a, you know, with a tune, you could do tunes on it and then you could press a button and generate a solo in a style of a famous improvising musician, say Freddie Hubbard. And it would generate a solo in Freddie Hubbard style. And it wasn't Freddie Hubbard because it was a computer. The human element of Freddie being Freddie or Louis Armstrong being Louis Armstrong. That's why, you know, I love the West End Blues Challenge, you know, but to me, there were, there's three people that can, I'm before you include Byron, of course, uh, you know, I don't know if he did a West End Blues Challenge, but, you know, of course he should have, but like, there's obviously Pops, duh. Then you've got Winton, hello. And then if you haven't heard John Faddis play West Ham Blues, you're really missing out because John is, John is a, such a scholar of the history of trumpet, especially in, you know, black music that, man, it's so authentic when he plays. It's, it's the closest I think I would, I'll ever get to hearing Louis Armstrong live. Oh, what about what about so awesome. Bruce? What about Skonberg? Awesome, great. She pulls off a fantastic Louis Armstrong. Yeah, she's but she's so deep. She's dove so she has done her research so great into what made Louis tick. John Eric Kelso, yeah. you know, you can you can mention you know a hundred musicians that have studied it. The thing that I'm saying about those guys. Mm -hmm is they have power. Louis Armstrong, remember that recording in 1927 or whatever, he was standing 10 feet behind, you know, back past the band because he was so strong and so powerful. So when you get to hear, and this is the sad thing about COVID. Uh, if anybody has ever had the opportunity to hear Byron play live and, and you're talking, it's ridiculous. Or hear Doc, Doc sound live oh my gosh it's the uh, it's spine tingling or fattest fattest will be playing and you'll be standing right here in front of the camera center center camera right then he'll he'll be pointing over here and the sound is crystal clear and then when he goes to to you it's like <laughs> it takes your <laughs> takes my toupee off see look what happened john blew this up so yeah but but that's the i think for me, when I hear great music, and it could be, I remember, but right before we left Boston, my wife and I, we got tickets to see BSO with Nelson, trumpet player, play Mahler 6, right? Oh. Yeah, and you know what's coming, right? You know right. that that trumpet, trumpet solo at the beginning, and it's Tom Rolfs, who's 
um, he's so amazing. And so the repeat comes, right? The first time I was kind of cool. And I was just like, oh man, that was the shh. You know, I was like, just like having a out of body experience. Cause it, I was sitting like 15 rows back and Symphony oh. Hall in Boston is one of the greatest sounding halls in the world. Then the repeat came and then he just, he just went. And, um, and I, I think I, I said, holy and my wife grabs my leg. She's like, calm down. But it was like, that's the experience. Yeah. When, when things change, and they're going to change, how great. Everybody out there, this is, I mean, this is our mission. Survive right now. Thrive as much as you can. And then we are going to devour the art that is presented for us. You imagine how great it's going to be to hear for me, the Kansas City Symphony play, the first concert. And they're starting to like have concerts with very distanced crowds, but, and how great it's gonna be to go to, in Kansas City, we have some great clubs, um, you know, the Green Lady Lounge and hear my favorite organ trio play, or man, it's gonna be so exciting. It's gonna be exciting. That's the thing we have to keep in our heads as we're stuck home, you know, kind of wondering like, why? Why am I doing this? It's like, I don't have any place to do it. I, I'm, I'm thinking this way, Larry. It's like, I'm practicing. So when, when the gigs start, I'm going to be ready. You know, I'm going to be ready. I don't know if that's going to translate the, the, the practicing here in my studio versus the on the field, we'll say experience, but I'm going to do what I can to be ready. That listen, we're going to go back to Byron again. Oh right, because, I love it. Uh, yeah, he was he was somebody I interviewed back in I think it was uh, actually it was June nineteenth, Juneteenth. I remember that specifically oh, because wow. of, because of that date. Right. But, but you are saying exactly some of the same comments. He goes, Larry, we have this responsibility that when we get back out there, we have to deliver. Absolutely. He said people oh, are so hungry. You know, and, and, and we can talk about the audience, right? But I mean, even ourselves. But, you know, he said, we have such a responsibility to deliver. And right. So this time in COVID, yes, we want to stay healthy. But you're right. We've got to prepare ourselves to get back out there and give them something. Yeah. Give them something that they can they can hug. Right. They can they can cry. They can laugh. Yeah. They can clap. They can sit in total awe of you know yeah. and or, or just you know grin themselves ear to ear for the entire performance which i think is going to happen <laughs> i hope so and i know so i mean it's like when i get to you know like you know when i get to you know play on stage with a big band again you know one of my friends directs the casey uh jail the jazz orchestra here it's an incredible group and right before covid i was supposed to play with them with sean jones another friend. And I'm like, Sean yep. Jones, that's a trumpet player. Woo, woo -wee. Sean Jones is one of the most amazing, incredible trumpet players you'll ever hear. And so I was super excited. I was shedding, I was getting ready. And then everything shut down. I think I lost, you know, well, I lost a ton of monetary things, but I lost every gig in my calendar for about a year. Yep. Ew, ew. What's the tendency? And I have friends who have, you know, posted. Uh, I have a couple, and I won't mention their names. They're very famous. And they're like, oh, that's the first time I've touched my horn in four months. And I'm like, for me, yeah, I mean, I'm sure I stopped playing for a while, you know, when, when, when lockdown first started. 
Um, but then I said, well, I've got all these horns, nobody can come, so let's let's change. So I decided a project would be record every one of my mouthpieces I make in our standard series line, which was stupid, by the way, because <laughs> this, you get used to this, and now you got all this other stuff. That was like impossible. Um, but it was a good project because people could hear the mouthpieces. And some people said, wow, you sound like crap on that one. I'm like, that's cool, because it's something I don't play. But it also, for me, became a great learning lesson, because I want to know how something works. So when someone says, oh, this is what I'm doing, and this, and this, and this, I go, ah, have you tried this? Cool. Um, so we have to take advantage of the time that we have, you know, so if you have deficiencies in your playing, say this, you know, well, I've never really been decent at transposing. Well, guess what? Get out your socks, a book, get out your Conconi, get out Arban and do it. Why not? You, this is the perfect opportunity for you to do something like that. Or I've never really, you know, I've never really, you know, been a fan of piccolo trumpet. And I bought one 17 years ago and oh, the valves still work, cool. Well, now's your opportunity to, to, to do that. You know, if you start playing trombone, then I'll have to talk to you, but you know, like, no, I'm kidding, I'm sort of. Uh, but like, I am kidding for any trombonist who, who's out there, but uh, you know. So um, so I got some, com some comments here. Donald, you know, lost my job and can't afford to buy a new trumpet. Totally get it. You know, yeah. and and that's hard, and and we understand, and that and it is that's it's been rough. I mean, I have so the musician, someone who's a musician, and just lost every part of their income. Oh, breaks my heart. Um, but this too shall pass. We'll be so much stronger, more resilient. Um, I have friends who are great trumpet players, who are incredible trumpet players, who are working at my shop because that's the job that they can do. Um, I'm very fortunate to have a job. I'm the employer of my job, but that's my job. Uh, I'm very, very fortunate, but I have other friends who are working at a restaurant or working at a liquor store or working at a, um, a warehouse doing, you know, semi truck repairs and uh, any profession to now to keep us going is, so valuable, um, you know, and then you say, okay, I'm going to get back and I'm going to save and I'm going to, you know, I, I remember when I, you know, I was trying to work on buying new horns. I was a college student. I had no money, but I would, I would play funk and salsa gigs and I'd get paid, you know, 25, 50, $75. And that would go to my high trumpet fund. And then sometimes I would need to get into that fund so I could eat. And obviously I like to eat. Um, so that would do this. And eventually I got that, you know, so you'll get there, you know, just be patient, you know, and if you can figure a way to save, however that is, you know, working, you know, like Dave Ramsey says, it's like, you know, you got to, you know, find ways to make, you know, this possible and it could be being an uber driver or it could be you know delivering newspapers or it could be you know selling trumpets in my case you know I, well i would love yeah, to be yeah. on carnegie hall stage i would love to be doing that uh, i you know i 
I sell trumpets and that's, and that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I love it actually. Well, you know, even to cover some of the ground uh, over the last year, I, uh, there's this thing called shipped, you know, grocery delivery. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, so what are you going to do? Right. Uh, so you, you have to do what you need to do and uh, you know, whatever it does to whatever it takes to get by. Yeah. Right. And, and it's rough. I mean, it, but we understand it's, it's rough for so many of us. And the thing is you, you're, uh, you're on the right side of the grass. Um, you are, you know, the sun will come up tomorrow. I sound like I'm from Annie, but it's true. Um, you know, I'm very, very, very fortunate and blessed because, you know, I have food in my, my refrigerator. I have heat in my house. I have electricity for these lights. I mean, so, you know, well, as, as okay. much as, um, as much as our shop has taken a hit, like everybody else, you know, we're still okay. So. Well, I want to point out too that even though you can't have customers in there, yeah. you're still serving the public in so many great ways. And even uh, people without shops, you know, I think about Mary Elizabeth Bowden, yeah, who has sure. such a great presence on there, you know, yeah. and the inspiration that she provides. But, right. you know, people who are still able to keep the rest of us maybe a little, little more grounded. Yeah. Right. And that's kind of how I view the show. The, the podcast is giving people an opportunity to, you know, disappear for an hour. Absolutely. And, you know, enjoy, enjoy something, maybe learn something along the way, have a laugh or two, but um, you know, I, I, I want to respect your time. I'm, I'm looking at this. Um, I'm, I'm good to go. Are I'm, you good? I'm good to, okay. I'm good. I have, you you water, said something about a, when my water, my uh, world champion Patriots uh, cup, uh, I still have a little left. So are you going to get right. a Tampa Bay uh, champions no, cup no, at the end of, no, no. Uh, because because he's not gonna he's not gonna make the Super Bowl. Uh, although he is, uh, that was hard, man. I mean, I'm sure you experienced it when Peyton went to to Denver. It was, yeah. It was like you know you have someone who's the franchise. You know, just imagine if all of a sudden you wake up one day and went to Marcella says, you know what, I'm done with this trumpet. I'm gonna go play tenor saxophone. Seriously, what? <laughs> That's how, what it felt like when, you know, when, when Brady left and, the, and I've had it with the Red Sox and players. So it, it's different, but when you have the franchise, the person right. like right. the, the goat, I mean, all of a sudden he's like Tampa, it's kind of clear. I mean, you know, he's, he's proven his point. Of course, Tampa stocked up and new, new England's entire team was gutted. So yep. We'll see what happens. You know, I'm still you guys, a New England fan, even though the Chiefs are great. So, do you, do you have uh, any kind of football team close to Kansas City? There is there anything going on? No, no, there's nothing. I mean, I'm <laughs> I'm literally like three miles from the stadium, so uh, that's where yeah. I live is uh, very close to the stadium. You know, I I will say when I first moved here. Uh, Sorry, we're tangenting off of trumpet, but going to sports. But I will tell you, sports and especially something like golf and trumpet—they they're so parallel, it's ridiculous. But um, I, when I first moved here, I couldn't understand the passion of the Chiefs fans. It's a team that would always get close and then always choke, like seriously. I mean, like literally. It's like you're going. I mean, it's it's literally like this. I'm going to give you a musical example. Hold on a second. Ice cold trumpet, by the way, but pretty. Um, Very pretty. 
all right, here it comes. And everybody in their heads goes, I'm going to miss the, miss the high note. Anybody who's played that for the first, you know, few times, right? Yep. I'm going to miss the, here's the difference. It's like a golfer, you know, and if you haven't read, um, I think it's Harvey, Harvey Penix, uh, books of golf, great books to have. There's a little red book and a little green book, but they talk about something here that is very cool. He talks about the two different players, Arnold Palmer and Jack Nicholas. Arnold Palmer and Jack Nicholas are the last hole of the U.S. Open. They're tied, and they both shank their their tee shot into the off into the rough. Here's the two different attitudes. Arnold Palmer, fiery, competitive, rah! He's complaining, cussing, doing everything, storming off to the ball. Jack Nicholas, he's gone. Okay. Uh, there's a tree up there about 30 yards and yeah it's the wind's you know blowing from my back and and he's visualizing the next shot and here's the i mean Arnold Palmer was an incredible golfer i mean one of the world's greatest um but the next level was jack nicholas who got over that negativity and figured out a way to make it happen in your practicing you could do exactly the same thing and here's i i really one pe- some somebody said this to me a few weeks ago, why do you put out so many videos? And I said, well, it's to keep myself honest. I mean, this is legit, total, 100% here. Because I've had people send me messages, private messages. Ah, oh, man, you, you're not sounding so good on the horn right now. Are you okay? Hmm. You, you feeling okay? But I need to keep myself honest. Same thing. Like I'm gonna get, um, I got the eyes on the prize. I mean, I was missing the how you flat on purpose, folks. But you know, but the thing is, it's like, uh, if I ever had the opportunity to play the hiding, you know, for one thing, I'll never miss that note. I mean, I might miss every other note, probably. But you know, but the thing is, we have to, you know, visualize the goal and execute the goal. Sorry, that mm-hmm. was entirely. So. You had, no, it, well, it, you had some questions that you sent me. Do you want to ask one of those questions? Uh, well, I mean, we've actually covered quite a bit of them. I mean, you know, the way you're handling business during this, uh, customer service. Um, I, I want to do, we're going to go on another left turn here. I was on your website okay. a couple of days ago. Yep. And I, I, you have coffee available on your yes. website. Uh, how yes, in the world it, did you get into that? Well, I'm a coffee guy. I'm a coffee snob. I love coffee. Um, there's a couple. Pa- if I didn't have trumpeting coffee in my life, my wife and my dogs, uh, <laughs> I'd be in trouble. You know, and and I'm not putting those in order. Of uh, good. <laughs> so because uh, I it's cold and I want to sleep inside tonight. Um, but uh, I decided that people have always asked. You know, like because one of the big joys I had at my shop was when a customer would come, I would make them a cup of coffee. And making a cup of coffee in my world is pretty elaborate. And it's, it takes about 10 minutes. And it's very, it's very, not only is it therapeutic for me, but it's like, I present them with one of the best cups of coffee they've ever had in their life. And they go, in a paper cup, by the way, but we won't talk about that. But it's like, it's a passion. So right now, Austin Custom Beans, which you can go to austincustombeans.com. That's the only plug of the night. Um, is It's a direct ship company, but um, I'm working with three roasters in Kansas City right now to get 
in-house local Kansas City ones. Uh, and we're pretty close on them. We're just working on packaging right now for the, and sort of MOQs, sort of like, how much am I gonna have? I don't really wanna stock a thousand pounds of coffee at the moment, but uh, <laughs> you know, we're, you know, you gotta stay busy. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, I'm a little well, too busy. My wife will say that, but you know, um, owning a business, running a business full time and, and trying to maintain this, it's, it's, it can be a little intense. So, but uh, I wouldn't have it any other way. I, I started roasting coffee uh, 15 or so years ago and, and I don't do it all the time, but the best coffee is the stuff that you do uh, that you do yourself. Right. Uh, I, I certainly find it, you can, cause you control and it's as fresh as can be. Right. I mean, oh, it's yeah. <laughs> right. You know, so that's, 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 that's super level right there. And eventually maybe we can get to that point where we offer raw beans for people. Um, you know, we're, I've sort of talked to a couple of the roasters and they say, Hey, slow down. You first have to do this first. And I, I get it. It's kind of like, I want to play a double C, but I can't really play a tuning C. Okay. So, so, uh, so okay. Not. So I saw something uh, come up, something come up on the thing. See, cause my camera's up here and the computer's down here. Yeah. So, um, something about yeah. 3d printed mouthpiece. Did, did I just see that? So, oh, uh, well, uh, you know, you showed that to me, that giant red oh, mouthpiece. I did bring this from the shop. <laughs> and so, and it's like, we'll use a scale. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, hold on. Let me get that in the scene. That's, you think, that's ridiculous. You, you think you play a big mouthpiece? Yeah, right. That, this, was could, a birth, could, uh, this was a birthday gift from my, from my staff to me uh, for this year. And it was actually, they gave it to me on the day we closed because of the lockdown. So, oh. I mean, so, but it's so cool. And it's actually, yeah. it actually is the TA1, you know. I could use that to have like a hundred of these as demos and say, well, if you want to see what the size of the mouthpiece is, you can look right there. So, but, yeah. um, well, and if you ever get an allergic reaction and your chops swell, then you're covered. You're right? good. You're good. And you're good. you walk down the street like this. You'll, Nobody's going to mess with you. You might be confused with a caveman, you know, you know, you might be confused with someone who's going for a baseball tryout. Um, yeah. I don't know, or a javelin. Uh, but anyways. Um, oh, I like that one. Yeah, thank okay. you. Okay, hey, uh, let's, I'll be here let's, let's pause for just a second. Uh, I, I do. You mentioned that the uh, Austin Custom Beans was the only plug of the night. That's not true. Yes. Because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pause right here. Okay. Uh, a couple of things. I want to just plug the rest of the week. Tomorrow night, yeah. Rick, Ricky Riccardi, uh, author mm. of two Louis Armstrong books. Uh, and, and Ricky, I, you know, I interviewed him a few months ago. I mean, he's just, he's brilliant and, yeah. and a true Louis Armstrong expert. Uh, then Peter Pickett and Eric Murine uh, on Wednesday and, you know, great, uh, great guys in the industry, yeah. uh, Whiff Rudd, oh, man. Uh, who great. is like, I think the, among the best of the best, right. And Whiff his Rudd new book you, side by Whiff side. Rudd's the Yoda of the trumpet world. Right. right? You could tell him I said um, that. I love him. I love him. You know, he is the Yoda of the trumpet world. Uh, Carl Hammond on Friday. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, that's that's going to be great. We could talk firefighter with him, too. Right. Because that's that's his side gig. Right. Uh, and then uh, David Messina and Erica Howard Messina covers on Saturday. You know, this whole thing was 
this is the time of year we would actually be going to, in Indiana, we'd go up to yep. Fort Wayne, we'd have our big music yep. ed conference, and we'd be able to go talk to vendors. And, you know, uh, and I thought, well, if we can't do that, then let's spend some time doing this. And no, I we think appreciate this, it. that's for sure. Oh, it, you know, it's, it. yeah, we would, we would have just finished up Midwest in Chicago. We would have um, had a couple weeks off and we would have already sent, well, today, what, the 11th, we would have sent our packages uh, to Anaheim already for the NAMM show, which is the biggest music show of the year. And this year we were, we were going to actually exhibit fully as ACB, but obviously that wasn't going to happen. Then we'd have two weeks off and then go to TMEA. And then, and then while that's all happening, there's all these other shows like the one in Indiana that, yeah, it's a, it's a busy time. Uh, unfortunately it's not busy. Um, so having an opportunity like this, thank you very much, um, is, uh, is, is really great. So mucho, mucho gracias. Uh, de nada. Yes. And that's, that's the extent of my Spanish. Okay. So there we go. Um, so, uh, uh, well, let's make sure we get the plug in Austin custom brass dot biz B I Z, yes. right? You can go to dot com too, but biz is our primary site. Yeah. Um, and you know, if people don't know already that you're, you're not just about, uh, musicianship, you're also about great customer service. Thank you. I, I hope that comes through. Uh, well, we, I, I, we, I want people to be treated the way I want to be treated. I mean, and don't you, I mean, it's like, and so we, you know, we're, we're, we are right before the lockdown. It's funny. You mentioned Peter, Peter's a dear friend. And we were both talking about, uh, to each other a couple of days ago about, this and you know it's like right before the lockdown happened we were set to hire more employees mm. and we were set to expand um but you know that has been tempered which is you know it's hard because we want to you know offer so much more than what we currently can offer um so we're trying to ramp up and i'm trying to figure that out i mean that's another logistical nightmare we have our bubble of people that are in our shop right now we have um in our I have one person who telecommutes for me. He lives in Virginia. Um, he worked in my Boston shop, but now he telecommutes for me. And he's amazing. Um, the lifeblood of the shop. Then we have my shop manager who lives like a mile down the street from, from us. Amazing. And we have uh, other employees who are incredibly valuable members of the team. But that's our bubble. And we can't, you know, we can't. I'm not comfortable expanding the bubble as much as we need more you know, more help. I mean, for instance, this morning I was in the shop and I was boxing up stuff and I like that, but I, you know, there's other things that I need to be doing, you know, <laughs> like, uh, you know, uh, like making myself coffee. No, but, uh, or, or figuring out things to do with a big, large plastic mouthpiece. Right. Um, but, but, you know, I appreciate you saying that because for, for us, it's, you know, it's the fact that people feel like they're part of our family and we want them to, to feel ease about, you know, this is, you know, this is, you know, you're spending a lot of money and it doesn't matter if it's 50 bucks. It's still right now. It's everything is a lot of money. So, um, yeah. and we're very, we're very thankful that, you know, I mean, I have friends who have had to close their, their shops. Um, a lot of friends who have closed their shops. Yeah. Um, I had a, one of my friends just sent me an email this past week. He owns one of the largest music stores in the world and 
he told me his numbers and I was like, you know, it takes you back. I mean, we're all, we're all going through this together. I mean, that, that's the thing. We are all together in this and we're all going to, you know, as long as we keep healthy, we're all going to get to the other side. And it's like, that's the only thing I'm thinking about right now. When we, ha- we used to have parties, you know, like we, I would, you know, we would have a bunch of food. We'd have a jam session. I mean, it was so much fun at the shop, you know, um, and we will have those again. That's no, there's no doubt. And that jam session is going to be so flipping fun. And the food hang is going to be epic. And the feeling of we've actually achieved something. We made it, you know, and that's, a, that's where you got to keep going. So, um, um, you know what, uh, this is a great segue to this next comment I yeah. see down here. Andrew Davids, yeah. uh, I've been using the time to improve my improvisation, been doing a lot of listening, trying to play along with tunes. Yet slow though, very slow, does it get better? Trent? Yes, absolutely. The one thing, Andrew, that you 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 don't remember how challenging it was to, to learn how to talk. None of us really do. Unfortunately for me, I talk way too much. Uh, but I digress. The thing about you know, transcribing a solo or learning something off an album is your, your learning language. It's the best way to learn, especially being an improvising musician. Absolutely best way to learn it because if you learn it the right way, you'll never have to, to, to learn it a different way. I mean, it's like, it'll be, you're taking one of the steps out, you know, we have steps of being a musician, you know, one step is we see you know, what's on the page, we see what's on the page and we go, okay, oh, that's this, 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 and we're translating. Just like if you were watching someone speak at the United Nations, you know, so what does an interpreter sound like at the United Nations? I'm very happy to be the representative from Kerblackistan today. You know, it's hard. So when you can get rid of this, and it doesn't matter the style, it doesn't matter the style, I mean, you're a classical artist, the quicker you get off the page and get into the music in a, in a deeper way, the better musician, the, the more seasoned musician you're going to be. Now, there are exceptions to that. If you're playing, you know, you know, Gruber's Ario, which has so many directions and things that you have to do, or if you're sight reading a gig, but I tell you one thing. I try, unless unless it's new music that someone puts on my stand that I've never seen, I will almost never play with music. It might be on the stand as a courtesy for the other musicians, but I've memorized that music. And and it, that's taken a long time. I mean, it's like the hardest thing is like learning that first one. And then when you get to the 5,000th time, yeah, you eliminate that step though keep being patient to do smaller chunks, you know, try to, it's like, I'm trying to learn the entire Barrio Sequenza today. You know how Gabriel Cassoni learned it, right? I don't know if you know, you know, he's like the greatest interpreter of the Barrio Sequenza to the point where Barrio wrote him an orchestral accompaniment to his virtuosic performances of that piece. He said, I just, I went to the music store, I looked at and he goes, holy cow, this looks awesome. And he goes, I learned one line a week. It's, it's not, what is, what's your t-shirt say? It's not rocket surgery. So it's not rocket surgery. By the way, y'all, hey, you know, that, plug, uh, y'all need to buy that shirt. 
So okay, so hang on. Let me let me uh, let me throw this up here. Yeah, this is this is my best selling shirt right here. You can get that at uh, studiohfl.com/slash/merch. Yeah. And so that, thanks, Trent. That was an excellent hey man, segue. Like I say, it's not my first rodeo, <laughs> you know. So, um, but Andy, yeah. keep at it. I mean, that's the big yeah. thing. It's like anything else. Keep at it. You you yeah. You know, it could be it could be the horn, it could be golf, it could be you know. From in my case, I'm getting back into cycling, uh, and I am very slow and very slow. Um, but it's like beat yesterday. What's that's Garmin's model, right? Located in Kansas City. So well, uh, is isn't part of it showing up? Well, yeah. Was that right? Woody Allen? I mean, right. Ninety percent of life is showing up. Yeah. Right. But think of it. Uh, okay, you're talking about cycling. Even if you're slow, did you still put on? Your cycling yeah. shoes, and you get the bike out of the garage, and did you get on and you go, right? Getting on, getting on you the bike up. is the hardest. Getting on the bike is the hardest thing. Very similar yeah. to getting this out. And so when I was younger, Larry, I would have my trumpet on my bed when I when I was you know like in high school, and I didn't really want to practice. I'd have my trumpet on my bed, so if I really wanted to go to sleep, it would look at me and it would just stare up, you know, kind of like a cat. It'll go. Yeah. What gives, man? <laughs> you know. So now I see these things and I'm like, okay, you know, like I got, I got to get to it. I got to get to it because no yeah. Trump, my whole life has been spent on trying to find this folks. No trumpet plays itself. None. Yeah. Even the Toyota robot has to have those lips. Although there's that cool video of the saxophone playing giant steps. So, but uh, I digress. Uh, you know what we've got to do? Yeah. Uh, we need to make, we need to actually plan another live segment where we can, we can get tunes ahead of time, right? Because I think a, live a lot of people super session. want to know, right? So um, I, I do want to kind of wrap up things here. Yeah. And, and let me say again, uh, this, I knew this was going to be fun. I, I didn't know it was going to be this much fun. You know, this is, this has been great, Trent. Thank you're, you. you're, 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 wonderful for doing this wow. thank you so much it's an honor uh, to be here thank you for having me i mean this is such a great i mean your podcasts are great so anybody who's new to this just this is the joy of what you can do is dig into stuff learn and you know be inspired by all these i remember when you were interviewing me you were like yeah i just got done interviewing mike Sachs, right yeah. Or you were, and, 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 and I think Byron was right around the same time. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Well, right. I'm sorry. Like Mike, <laughs> you're talking, you're talking Mike Sachs, right? You know, yeah. and that was, you know, it's like, it's so cool and so inspiring. So the, this is a lot easier when you're inspired to, to do it. That's it, folks. Get inspired, whatever right. way you, whatever way inspires you. For me, it's like I wake up in the morning. If I'm not inspired, I turn on a recording of Clark Terry, the greatest person I've ever met. Yeah. And boy, if you're not if you're not inspired after listening to Clark Terry play Brotherhood of Man off Oscar Peterson Trio Plus One, or if you're not inspired after of hearing Sergei Nakaryakov play the Carmen Fantasy, or you're not inspired after hearing you know, like I said, Tom Rolfe's play the Mahler six, it's like, okay, well, you know, there's bowling and go ahead. But for me, these things are completely inspiring and you have to inspire yourself to get this up and, and do it, whatever. And so 
one thing I always suggest, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm going off another tangent. No, no, I look, I've got mine sitting right here next to me, so, right? Yes, There's, that's what I'm- With the greatest, the coolest Ooh. mute ever. Too, hey, hey, right? hey, wait a second, wait a second. We're gonna have, a, are we having a mute off right now? Yeah, this is, my, this is my uh, my Trump Corps zinger. It's my docaflage. Uh, man, the light's really messing with that. Let's see. Yeah, you yeah, can't see it. I love that docaflage, but I've got my my my. That's skills. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. When Chris posted this, he posted this, and, and I was I was just I was going to Brazil to be like an artist for their uh, jazz trumpet festival, another great event. Brazil is unbelievable. How deep. I mean, how deep the musicianship is in Brazil is ridiculous. But he had well, just- thanks to Bruno Garcia. Don't forget. I, yeah, you forget. About Bruno, right? Bruno, okay. my buddy, who is- There you go. So Bruno's a hero. I mean, he's, that's another person like yourself who's giving so much back. Um, and that's, a you know, it's a mission of mine with our mini lessons and our live streams to do as well. I mean, we have to give back because Clark Terry never charged me a dollar for a lesson. I mean, come on. Well, he charged me in bottles of dry sack, which is a, a sherry, and I, I'll hot if lost the most gnarly thing ever. But um, and I would I would pour myself a cup about that big, and he would you know he goes when this bottle is over, your lesson's over, and I was like, well, so being the frugal person I was, I was like, if I don't drink any, then the lesson goes on as a lot longer because there's only one person drinking. Um, right, right. In this case, it, it didn't really work because at the time I was hanging with Clark, he really liked dry sack. So he would just yeah. keep talking and, and going. So, but um, anyways, backing up, where were we? Yeah. We were showing off, well, we were no, showing we're, off we're, harmony. That's okay. That, so. Yeah. And, you know, um, I'm, I'm going to put links, you know, when I, when I get this right. downloaded and I'm going to post it. So, you know, uh, with your permission, I, and I don't think there's anything that needs to be edited out of here. I think we're good. I, I've tried to keep um, PG-13 today, so that's good. Yeah, it's, this is great. Not like your first interview, which I had to, you know, I think I trimmed out 59 of 60 minutes. You know, it was. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had, no, just, no. I, I had just finished up watching, uh, binge watching Gold Rush. So, you know, oh. uh, no, I'm just kidding. So, but. Right. So. Well, um, listen, I, I'm serious about coming back. You know, we'll have to we'll have to work Any, it out where we can anytime. get together again and and uh, have some more fun like this. And we'll we'll uh, I think you know after looking at the comments, we'll have to uh, be specific about actually getting you to play oh. on some of this. You know, and taking some real requests. So, uh, and maybe you can learn to hit that high E flat on the Haydn by then, right? Well, maybe. Hold on. Hold on. Can you see? <laughs> I got one more chance. One more chance. Hold on. Perfect. So I don't know if anybody saw that, but that's kind of freaky. But well, um, it's there for posterity too. So there you go. So anyways, yeah. Ray, thank you so much for having it. And thanks you bet. for all you do. You know, people buy that You're welcome. shirt. It's the, it is the bomb. It really is. Yeah. <laughs> thanks, man. Hey, uh, thanks to everybody out there that's listening and uh, those that are going to listen in post. Thank you for showing up and listening to this. Trent, I wish you great health. Thank and uh, I wish you your continued success with your business. Thank you. And uh, hopefully I'll be able to come and have a cup of coffee with you. I'm uh, ready, man. Point. Soon. Yeah. Soon enough. Soon. It's not that far. So yeah. in the All meantime, right. well, keep, keep groovy. So. 
All right, man. Hey, take care. Thanks. And uh, until next time, man. All right. Bye-bye. You've heard the full version, but with a regular interview, I will have excerpted one or more significant stories and made those available exclusively for my Patreon patrons. You can find out more about how to receive those benefits and others at patreon.com slash studio HFL. Again, to those who are already patrons, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Another reminder to visit Apple Podcast and to leave both a star rating and a review, and please visit the Studio HFL YouTube channel and subscribe. This has been a production of Powell Music, LL. Yep, that's me. I'm the chef, sous chef, and dishwasher here at Studio HFL. This show is supported by the generosity of Messina Covers, Eastman Winds, S.E. Shires, and Pickett Blackbird. Once again, I'm your host, Larry Powell. I'm grateful that you spent some time here today with me and my guest. And be sure to check out all of my previous interviews. Have a great day, and see you next time.